Warning, typical to the nature of the show, our opinions and views may contrast sharply with some commonly held beliefs and thoughts on spiritual concepts. Be prepared to be triggered if the subject matter is a sensitive topic for you. We are here to dig into the shadows, and this can be highly uncomfortable at times. This episode may contain curse words. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, welcome to the Embracing Contrast podcast with your hosts, Natalie White and Jackie Sharp. (laughs) Welcome to our podcast, and today we are going to talk about good and bad, the concept of good and bad, what what's good what's bad and um yeah so hello natalie hey jackie how's it going pretty good this is going to be a a pretty heavy podcast i feel there's a lot of uh opinions one way or another so let's start with your opinion what's what what do you feel is the good (laughs) uh bad that you see most of all in in the spiritual concepts uh oh you mean like the concept that other people have <laughs> yeah 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 not yours <laughs> what yeah. do you see from, from other people yeah uh yeah i mean it feels like in general it's very much the concept that you know there's good and bad and this is good and that is bad and um it feels very often tied to the Christian views that I've seen, you know, the the good versus evil. Um, and then, you know, in the spiritual community, they we take it and sort of um, new ageify it a little bit, <laughs> you know. And um, so then we have the, you know, high vibration is good, low vibration is bad um you know selflessness is good selfishness is bad um I don't know I could probably you know come up with various different examples of duality and the you know oh well this is good and that opposite is bad and you know just um I feel like uh, tends to be the general thing across even other religions you know I don't know um yeah I guess that's that's kind of how I see it as being generally looked at. Yeah. Yeah. The ultimate good or bad. And you know what, what's, what's good and bad is it's kind of a generalized thing when, when we look at it, it's like, yeah, this, this is good to do. And this is instantly bad. And I have found in my experience that sometimes what people perceive as bad, I don't necessarily perceive it as bad. Even when I was, you know, in my unconscious state I would still be like well why is that so bad (laughs) you know I I don't quite get it but we we just have this this well like I was mentioning about swearing you know my mom was instantly just like that's bad and you know we shouldn't do it and then when I was questioning her well why (laughs) like why is it bad it was like I don't know I don't have the answer for it and I think that that's what happens most often is while it's just bad you know (laughs) there there's no real um answer for for why it's bad sometimes it's just that's just universally known uh someone said that to me the other day too it's just a universal thing everyone thinks this is bad and that's just it is what it is and my thought was like well why though <laughs> like you know there, there's always deeper motivations for these perceived bad acts for these perceived bad things so it's like 
Yeah, and that's what I think we're going to touch on today is is that um, kind of neutral perspective. So let's ask you, what's your perspective of uh, good and evil or good and bad? Uh, yeah, <laughs> so that in general, you know, the way that I see it is, and I know that it's like, you know, <laughs> not necessarily I know that that it'd get a big WTF from a lot of people um but basically that it's not there is no ultimate thing as good or bad good or evil um it it basically boils down to consequences of actions um you know and what are you willing to accept and i know that then people will come with well what about killing people killing people is bad we can you know universally agree upon that well that but do we universally agree that killing people is bad don't we say that it's good to kill our enemies you know we go to war and we kill people we have justifications we have rationalizations you know so even in that respect you know you can't you you can see that there is this um it's not so cut and dry. We, you know, even in the things that we say, oh, well, that's bad. Well, you know, or, oh, I don't know. I can think of other examples. Um, ultimately, I know even, you know, if we take it a little bit further, some people will be like, well, evil is bad. You know, there, there is evil, there are evil people and therefore they are bad. And um, from my perspective, that's not truth. There is not such a thing as evil and I could take I could take this conversation I, I mean in, in order to really explain it I feel like at this point I need to take the conversation a little more conceptually and to explain where it comes from you know um but before I go there I don't know if you want to you know do you have any thoughts do you have anything you want to share about what I've said so far before I, I get kind of heady and conceptual into like, you know, where this comes from <laughs> for me. No, I mean, like, I, I completely agree with you. My, I have extreme neutral uh, energy that, you know, same with you. It doesn't really get received necessarily the, the easiest, but it, it exists for a reason. So I'm interested to hear uh, your, your theory on evil. <laughs> so, um, in in my upbringing i like i said i was not brought up christian although i was brought up with like christian concepts seen in a different light um explained differently so one of the things that i was taught was that um, okay so first of all don't believe in like angels or demons as you know i've spoken to before you know so but in what i was taught it explains that the the story of the fall of the angels came to be because of a like knowledge or you know of, of this like innate knowledge that we have of something that did happen you know so basically the what i was taught was that so we were all created perfect in quote unquote, God's image, you know, we're spirits that came to be created 
and we were godlike basically and in that perfection we had the ability to choose and therefore we could choose to quote unquote rebel against the order of things and so some spirit that that's where then you know the all of our material creation came to be because the spirits that chose to rebel against the order of things um fell vibration you know fell because i can't think of a better word i don't remember what they were used we use i think it was used in that sense like their vibration fell from the high perfect vibration and became dense which is where then the you know physical matter came to be that was where you know kind of like the creation of the universe the physical material universe came from that ah uh, choice that rebellion or whatever um and you know so, and and then as i mentioned in a previous episode you know then then there's the different um vibratory levels you know with with some of them with the most unevolved beings being really dense matter so and and then also part of the story part of the explanation was there are different beings that fell to different levels of vibration the and and the one that we uh, christianity calls lucifer satan whatever was the one whose vibration became the most dense so that's where that comes from and why this being seems to be the absolute evil this this being is also working through evolution and you know working to come back to the original high vibration so you know in this in this story even that which is most evil is learning is evolving is coming back to the light um and it is it is just you know relative to um to learning you know relative to how far he's you know we've all gone or something like that i don't know um now as the being the the what i was taught i had questions you know it was like okay well this makes sense there there are lots of it that goes made sense to me however as far as that like you know original fall that they said you know my question was well if we were made perfect if we you know were like god and we had everything that god has sure we could choose to rebel but why how does that make any sense you know that that never made sense to me it was like okay sure you know so that that was a missing piece for me now when i started reading the path work when i got into the pathways of self transformation the guide talks about this as well and it's it's pretty similar to this uh but it it his what he says expands upon it in that it's not that these spirits rebelled it's that we I'll say we just because you know being in like incarnated here that was like us basically you know so it's not that there was a rebellion it's not that we were like no we don't want to do this you know it was it was that we had the same creative power 
as God source, whatever, you know, that which created us had. And so we were just creating, we're like, Ooh, fun created this experience, you know, and Oh, created that experience and created, 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 created. And then as much as we could create pleasant things, high vibrational things, we could create unpleasant things. And yet at the same time, there's a fascination in the creation of it. So it was like, Ooh, okay, well, that was interesting, you know, like that, that was kind of not great, but still there is like a pleasure in the creation. So as we went creating these denser, you know, maybe less pleasurable things, there was still that pleasure of creation. And somehow it like, um, oh no, wait, sorry. It was about, it was about fragmentation. We would fragment ourselves through our creation just to see what would happen. And then at, there's a certain point where the fragmentation of the consciousness becomes such that we lost ourselves in our creation. So it's not that it was a rebellion. It was just this like, um, this, this fascination with the creation and, and at one point our creation overtook us so that we got lost in it basically. Um, and so even this this fall that we associate in creating evil it was not about evil it was just about having experiences it was just about oh what's this like oh what's that like and in these these different vibrational vibrational places came to pass these experiences that like well what happens like what happens when i kill somebody oh that happens you know what happened or you know not necessarily like that i'm just um making a random association but that i don't know that's not really very accurate there but just you know it's a it originally was simply about creation and it wasn't about evil it wasn't you know rebellion it wasn't like i can do what i want it was just like i mean it was you know but in in, in a totally different way not like you can't tell me what to do i do what i want it was like ooh, ooh, yay fun whoa okay and then like whoops <laughs> at a certain point in time <laughs> that then brought us here to this place where we're stuck in this heavy dense material creation of ours and we have to now evolve through it and basically work ourselves back out of the muck that we inadvertently created for ourselves through our creative capacity and and ability and we have forgotten where we came from because it's so heavy because we got lost in the denseness of this um and in all of this it's not about good and evil it's not about fighting it's simply about evolving it's simply about learning it's simply about coming back to who we were and so yeah so that that's sort of the the concept that really sort of like it's like there is no evil there is just us <laughs> yeah I, like I've even seen you know some of the extreme cases of you know some people saying it's human nature the way that we think the way that um you know predators like all of these things like like the way we think instinctually it's just there it's there already so it's fascinating to think that you know it's it's evil like these these parts of us that are human because we did create them you know it would they're a part of us they're a part of just human in general it's instantly evil and it's funny because it's like anything we disagree with 
is instantly bad or evil. <laughs> that's that's what it is. And it's like, no, we can just disagree. Like, I don't agree people should kill people. I don't think that that's, you know, I I wouldn't do it. And I don't think it's necessarily a good thing. But it still happens. And, you know, it, it's, it's just that thing where it's like, I'm not going to label it bad. I'm not going to say you're bad because you did that because you did it from somewhere, right? It came from somewhere. You, you had a reason to make that choice. And then you face the consequences of the actions thereafter. So it's like, you know, I, I can't label something good or bad, even to that extreme. I, I just can't without deeper understanding. I don't agree. And that's okay. I don't have to say that that person is bad or evil or whatever. And it, it's like that label. It's like we need it to feel comfortable. So I guess that's the next part of our conversation is, uh, you know, why do you think we do that? Why? Where? Where's that coming from? When we, you know, make that assumption, that that bigger, uh, you know, assumption of good or bad when we place that label on it. I think that. It comes a lot from, it comes from our unconscious. It comes from us trying to make sense of the world. Um, it's, it's complex. I feel like it has a lot of psychological uh, components to it, but um, we, it's like, we try to keep ourselves safe and that which is acceptable to others um, tends to be labeled as good. And then that which is unacceptable to others, we tend to label as, as children, as, as children, you know, when we're just making sense of the world, it's like, oh yeah, okay, so that's bad. This gave me an unpleasant result, therefore that's bad, don't do it. And then we create these rules around what, brings us what we want versus what doesn't bring us what we want and there's this this whole we, we create images of you know um in our unconscious of of how things should be and it 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 soothes us you know it makes us feel safe it gives us it gives us a framework within which we can live our lives from a mental place, you know, when we dissociate from our emotions, it always comes back to our emotions. When we dissociate from our emotions, we lose our inner guidance system. We lose the part, we lose the connection to the part of us that knows what's best for us. We lose the part of us that knows what's best all around, that knows how to relate to other people. Um, and that's, and that's the thing, when you're coming from a place that's connected to source, place that's connected to, to, you know, God, the higher power, the universe, whatever, what you do is not going to be, uh, I was going to say bad, but I don't want to use bad in this, you know, conversation. It's not going to be harmful to other people. I think that's a lot of the the thing that we get stuck on is, you know, good is helpful, bad is harmful. And so we, we learn all of these different ways in which we're, you know, we, we come up with these rules of engagement and, 
you you can see a child forming it when they're young, you know, when they're trying to feel their way through the world and understand what their parents want of them. And a lot of the times that which is good and bad in our childhood isn't necessarily transferable to the world. Um, your mother, for example, that was one of the rules of, of cursing. Don't curse. Cursing is bad. That was one of the rules that she absorbed from her family home. It made her safe. If she didn't curse, her mother, father, whoever, the, the, the authorities in her life would not get mad at her would not punish her you know I mean your mother being from the generation that she is is very likely you know I, I don't necessarily know it's very likely that she would could could receive corporal punishment you know they they might you know hit her spank her whatever who knows you know like a um so that kept her safe from harm to not curse therefore you know cursing is bad cursing harms me you know people don't like it and that's a bad like that's that's not good for me um so there's that association there. And I think that that's a lot of where the good versus bad comes. Now, she, in this case, this rule fit in nicely with society. So it seemed like a universal rule to her because everybody else is like, yep, agreed. Cursing is bad. Don't do it. You know, probably all of these kids, her, her you know, peers, agreed because same thing their parents wouldn't have accepted it would have punished them in one way or another you know at, at best probably they they'd get a stern talking to you at worst they might get their their ass beat as they say you know <laughs> so um but there's agreement there with the greater community around her the world at large you know the the issue tends to come in and where we start to question it maybe or where where things get a little dicey is when the rules of our family don't coincide with the community societal rules you know um and it, they they do tend to coincide a lot because of culture because that's you know what your parents were brought up to do were what their parents taught them what were their parents you know so it kind of goes like that and um, kind of comes down the line and that's where they talk about generational curses honestly you know I don't believe in generational curses I believe that it's just things that people pass down behaviors that one one parent teaches to their child you know and so on and so forth um, but in the past in past times when the world was much smaller because we didn't have the internet because we didn't have such fast means of travel because there wasn't such a global community you most the people most likely encountered much less of a dissonance between their family rules and the rules of the communities around them you know so the the values that were passed on like that just kind of fit into the world around them because everybody was doing that because it's all this like it's all interwoven. Now, when you start to get larger, um, when the world starts to get larger, for example, me and my family, my mother's from a different country than my father. We didn't live in her country. So the culture that I was brought up in had dissonance to the ways that I was at home. And that was a conflict for me. So for me, it was like, 
my, as I, as I start, as I left the house, as I went into school, my rules of engagement weren't really working so well for me. So I always had some like difficulty with things because it was like, wait, but what am I supposed to do? Like, what are the rules? Um, so in some ways that also informs my views on good versus bad, because I didn't necessarily have these, um, dependable rules that just seemed like everybody agreed with. They didn't. In one place, they said one thing. In one another place, it doesn't mean something else. It was like, ah. <laughs> um, so there's, like I said, there's, there's I, I feel like it's complex. You know, there's this, this really interwoven, um, complex, complex amalgamation of different forces. But that is one of the, first and biggest ways maybe um, yeah. what are your thoughts on any of that so far <laughs> yeah the the difference that's what I'm starting to really see and in, in my experience is the the difference that you know this is concept of, of not attaching good or bad to anything and just kind of I like it or I don't like it instead it, it's kind of uh different <laughs> you know I had an experience recently where I was speaking with someone about, uh, you know, uh, a celebrity, and they were talking about how this celebrity was a, a liar, a proven liar. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, but did like that, you know, that's, that's kind of coming from an unconscious place when we just lie out our butt and we don't necessarily, you know, understand what we're even saying. It's a story. It's a part of some kind of conscious programming, some kind of conscious training uh, or, or belief that, that they have. And this person was like, no, lying is just bad. You know, it's, it's I don't want to hear <laughs> your, you know, understanding. It, it's just bad. And, and my mind's like, oh, <laughs> it was like, it's just like meeting a wall every time because we have this concept of bad and the bad is really bad and we're not supposed to do that. And then we have this concept of good. This is what we want to do. This is the intended, the desirable, uh, you know, way of being. And then if you're kind of in the middle, if you kind of are, are neutral, which is where I've always believed we should be, is at this neutral kind of eh, uh, understanding energy it is like, oh, like this side can't see you. It doesn't make sense because it, there has to be a bad guy. There has to be, you know, uh, just it, it doesn't need to be understood further. But you said something interesting to me, I think, around that conversation about how now in the media we're, we're seeing more, um, you know, bad guys having a backstory, bad guys, uh, you know, having um, us trying to understand more why they became the quote unquote monster that they became. So let's let's speak on that, because I think this is incredibly important and it really, you know, opened my eyes to some things. So let's talk about that. Yes. Oh my God. I, I love this development in our culture that we're understanding that it's not so cut and dry. It's not about the, um, the evil super villain geniuses that just like, Mwahaha, you know, enjoy <laughs> in bringing pain and like, you know, oh, I just love making people feel bad, you know, and that's why I do things because I, thrive on pain and fear or whatever you know it's um 
it's incredibly one-dimensional to look at our villains that way but we like it because it's you know, or, or we used to like it that used to be our our story that we went with you know like our, our super villain comics and whatnot um yet now we we're, we're opening up and we're seeing their backstories because um everybody has their story uh one and I, I talked to you about this but I was my husband and I have been binging the walking dead again all of it you know because it's over so now it's like oh yeah let's put it all together and watch the whole thing um and what I really loved was this one scene and if you haven't seen the walking dead then it's it's still valuable but like you really get it if you've seen it where after the whole story with Negan is done and he's um he's in prison and he says that nobody sees themselves as the villain of the story everybody sees themselves as the hero of the story and I personally had this realization myself about me a long time ago I remember back in high school um there was this girl who told me she literally said to me she's like I don't want to be your friend because you're a bad person and it was like whoa okay you know <laughs> um because I was doing things that went against the rules as she understood it. Now, apparently there is this thing, and I don't know if other women out there can, can confirm, if you can confirm. Um, I was told that I did not follow the unspoken girl rules. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I guess I missed the memo because apparently I do not know these unspoken girl rules. In some ways, I attribute this to this cultural thing where I was brought up with two different cultures. I I don't necessarily, I didn't necessarily get the cultural message of what it means to be a girl in the United States because my mother was a girl in Brazil, different rules of engagement, I guess, you know? <laughs> so it was, it was like, whoa, okay. And so I wasn't following these rules that she thought I should know and that I was purposefully you know hurting people by not following these rules or whatever and it was like oh okay you know that and that made me realize in her story I was a villain observing other people as well you know uh <laughs> the adults driving it was kind of funny and interesting to sit there and watch them be like Rah! what a bad person stupid they're like they they ignore the rules you know like the other the drivers who did something stupid were stupid they didn't know what they were doing they were bad they were you know endangering people they were there was all sorts of things that they were doing wrong now when then and then this same driver that would be cursing out the other drivers made a mistake and somebody drove by them beeping the horn like and they'd be like what oh my god i just made a mistake you know like and, and it'd be the exact same thing yet they had their reasons and the other people were just assholes who didn't care so it, it you know that's the thing we like to or we like we're used to looking at others and seeing them from our inner perspective so the effect that they had on us 
if we don't like it, if it was perceived as detrimental to us, then they are bad. They are the villains. They did something that broke our rules that we didn't like, that they shouldn't have done, whatever it was. They make, they, they do bad things on purpose. When we do something, in a, when we make a mistake, when we do something, we made a mistake. We had a reason. We didn't mean to. We had good intentions. We, you know, had all of these good, <laughs> good reasons to. Um, so I find that very interesting. And I really like that I've seen this trend. And it keeps, you know, getting uh, stronger even where our villains in our in, in the movies, in the stories that we tell, they aren't evil they are just people who have their own reasons for doing things that hurt others the hurt people hurt people you know sort of thing you know when we, we look at Negan Negan had these terrible experiences at the beginning of the apocalypse where he he was put in situations that he was helpless um and that caused him to sort of lose himself in his pain and try to take control of his reality by taking the position that he did and doing the quote unquote evil things that he did. Now, it was hurtful. The things that he chose to do were hurtful. They, they were really shitty things to do. I mean, like when, you, when we first meet him in the story, it's like, oh my God, this guy is horrible. And then as the story goes on, you're like, oh, okay, well, he does care about people. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to adapt to this different world in a way and make it work for him in the ways that you know, fit his personality. Sure, that there's, you know, not everybody would have taken the position that he did and did the things that he did, yet, the, you know, you, you can begin to see as the story progresses where he's coming from and why and how they were faulty, conclusions faulty solutions to the situations um so how about you what do you think it's interesting so <clears throat> when when you were talking I, I had this like thought about righteousness right so mm. we, we make these decisions because they feel the most right for us in that moment right it's like there, there's no other thing occupying space in our mind it's like this is how it is <laughs> this is really good or this is really bad and you know we have to almost defend our stance if we don't like it and even in the character as, as you were talking there's a bit of righteousness there in the sense that like I and my experience is more valid than yours so in order to stay alive I'm going to keep that position and that's that's how I'm gonna you know that's how I'm gonna make my choices and that's a deeply unconscious place and it, it's like we, we don't want to acknowledge that. And because if we do acknowledge that, then we do see ourselves as the villain <laughs> in the story. We do begin to see, oh shit, I did make some pretty bad choices. And we, we see it and sometimes we don't want to. So in that righteousness, we'd rather just keep our standpoint, keep our viewpoint because to peel back that layer means we do have to take accountability for, for that, for our part in things and I think you do see that in his character development which is also a great thing you know there's people out here who don't believe that you know humans can be rehabilitated that humans can can change and it's like some of us really can't you know and getting that glimpse through that show 
I, I really liked that myself as <laughs> as like a, a theme for things because really that that is how it is. We do make bad choices. All of us do. I don't think anyone's, you know, <laughs> void of, of having made some bad decisions in their life. But it's really how we choose to learn from them if we choose, <laughs> if we choose to go there. So, yeah, I, I really like that. So let's talk about this righteousness, because I do think that that is the piece that keeps us in our viewpoint, that keeps us stuck in good, bad, <laughs> that, that label. So let's, let's chat about that a little bit. What are your thoughts? Oh, God, yes, righteousness. That is like... That's a that that's one of the things that I feel like I saw also from a young age where it was like yet at the same time seeing how hypocritical it was because of that, you know, well, you're putting these reasonings on other people, yet you're excusing yours. You're you're separating yourself. You're you're seeing yourself. You you know, you're you're it's like you're giving yourself grace and you're completely like not giving other people a chance. Um, now, the the whole thing with righteousness, I think that is at the, at the basis of it and that feeds it, that keeps people feeling the need to, or unco unconsciously feeling the need to take such a stance is the belief in evil the belief that there is this ultimate evil that there is ultimate good and ultimate bad and it's like the the belief that there can be a villain you know like <laughs> um because there's that fear of finding yourself to be the villain it's like you're always having to justify finding the reasons so that you don't find an ultimate badness within you that is something that the guide talks about as well as being one of the most difficult parts of doing the inner work of doing the shadow work of, of going that deep is this fear that at the bottom of opening up at the bottom of what you feel you're going to find that all there is is badness that there is nothing beyond that, that that is your ultimate truth. And it's also, it's why it's so important to get an understanding of these greater spiritual truths that, that I was speaking of earlier, of, of how we came to be created, of how the supposed evil, you know, that which we see as evil came to be. Because if you believe that there is ultimate evil, then you potentially could find it when you get down to the bottom of it. However, um, it's not true. The ultimate truth is that that is simply layers of misconception. And all, all of the badness are just layers of misconception, twisted truths, that when you work through them, you ultimately, no matter what, will always come to divine goodness, for a lack of, you know, a better term. Um, once you get into yourself and you start to work through the duality of good and bad, 
you come, you, you go beyond it and you come to a place where you see that all there is is just something totally beyond it. All there is is, is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, all there is is existence. That's it. Um, and that the dichotomy, the duality of good and bad is just sort of what you said. I like this and I don't like that this hurts that doesn't you know in in the end that is that is what we come to and the righteousness is having to defend yourself from the this hurts at all costs it's not understanding all of the other stuff that go in it it's not understanding the ways in which you yourself have misconceptions and have these things within yourself as well so what do you think? <laughs> Man, that has been the biggest thing I've worked on over these past few months because I did come from a really righteous place in my unconscious. It was very much, if, if I wasn't right, if I wasn't in control, oh, it, it, I didn't feel safe. And if I didn't feel safe, everyone else is going to suffer, you know, like it, I, until I was, until I was safe, I needed my own way. And I, I spoke to this in my group earlier about narcissism because that is what we often associate as, as narcissism as someone who's trying to control or manipulate a situation or, you know, and we instantly label it bad, evil, awful. And I don't know anyone who hasn't done that in their life, you know, to, to some degree. So it's like, are we all awful? Are we all bad? Because, you know, we do that because we make these choices from that unconscious space, which does have an effect on another person. Does that, you know, make, make me a bad person because I, I made that choice? No, not overall, because I, I actually understood it. You know, if you don't understand it and you continue to do that and you don't do any inner work and you just, you're not going to get the same, the, the results you want ever. And it's like the underlying, and you spoke to me about something about like having an underlying goodness, having an underlying, you know, if, if when we follow our inner authority, we don't want to make decisions that, you know, affect other people like that. And that is so true because even from my unconscious standpoint, I never really wanted to hurt someone. I just didn't want to be hurt myself. <laughs> and that at the moment was more important than hurting another person. And that's typically what we see is I don't want to be hurt so much that it seems like I don't care if I hurt you, but I just really don't want to hurt me. And, and that's what it boils down to. That's why we make these sometimes extreme unconscious choices because it's ra rather you than me at, at the end of the day. And that is, uh, from my standpoint, an unconscious view because ultimately, I, I also agree with you. I don't think anyone necessarily wants to at the core, you know, hurt another. It just kind of gets twisted, <laughs> like you said. And, you know, your truth becomes deeper and deeper, dense, more and more dense and unconscious as life takes its lifey turns which it always does so yeah and it's interesting so we did make a disclaimer for this episode specifically because we do know that <laughs> our, our viewpoints and opinions are quite different than what we're used to hearing but uh, you also spoke to a, a deeper awareness that people are starting to come into and the fact that we are creating media around you know characters who are evil but you know, have a story uh, really does signify to me that we are trying to shift that narrative. We are trying as a society to understand it. And even the, the 
you know, upsurge in true crime and stuff like that. We want to get into the psychology of people who make these quote unquote evil choices. And, you know, they exist to have a deeper understanding of why people make these choices in the first place. So when, when you're consciously, you know, watching these things and, and you're, even if you're unconsciously on some level, you know, you resonate that, oh, that person has a story. Like there's something there with, with that person that caused them to be this way, to do this thing. It, it's quite fascinating. And, you know, that really signifies a lot of us are trying to, trying to wake up to ourself. And um, I see a lot of like this, uh, it goes right in with the 5D talk because that's what it is in the story is 5D is this upper consciousness, this all good, this like fantastic thing. And the, the uh, what is it like the 3D or whatever below that is, is, you know, not good. It's evil. It's like the ultimate evil, the ultimate bad. It, it's so fascinating when you can see these concepts in all these different things, but ultimately they mean the same thing in the end. It's just different variations of the truth twisted <laughs> as, as you say, uh, variations of these truths. It's so cool. It's, mm. it's, it's actually really cool to unravel and to take a look at. And I wouldn't have been able to take that look if, you know, I didn't do my own inner work, if I didn't, you know, start to peel back that layer and see myself as the villain, see myself as, oh, shit, I'm making these choices. Where am I making them from, though? You know, what did, what did it come from? If I didn't choose to understand myself on, on that deep of a level, it would have been a lot harder for me to understand someone else because in my own righteousness would have been that same thing where if it's it can't be me. <laughs> it's got to be you. I'm sorry, you know, but that's. Yeah, that's really all I got. You said everything that I, I probably would have, and more, to be honest. <laughs> I, I love the way that you, you really pieced it together in, in concept and in, in the tangible, in, you know, the reality, because it does collide. It's like, you know, some people <laughs> look at the way that we, you know, um, conceptualize things, but we're really putting it here in the physical reality. We're really taking the airy concept, the mind stories and making them uh, relatable. And you really did that with, with the story. And then, you know, all the examples of evil in our society. So thank you for, you know, spelling that out for us in a really understandable way. Yeah. Um, that's, that is how I think. <laughs> I kind of can't help it. That's how, I mean, that's, that's for me, that's how I understand my reality. Um, if I can't take a concept and bring it into something that has a real world, practical, tangible, um, you know, use application, meaning, you know, if it, if it doesn't relate to my personal tangible experience I can't I don't know it's like it, it doesn't really work for me so that's I, don't know, I guess that's that's my my earthiness there where I I just sort of that that's how I understand so that's why I can explain it and why you know I'll be reading concepts and things and I'll be like sometimes my head just spins and I'm like I, I can't even you know like I know I ask you all the time like what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> what does so. this mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't understand no like yeah and even now when you 
since my experience of, you know, becoming as aware as I am compared to what I was, it's like, I don't even hear it the same. I, I look back on my old posts and I'm like, what the fuck was I even talking about? Like, who the fuck is that person? What? Doesn't make any fucking sense. You know, like, and it's another part of that, you know, seeing yourself as the villain. Cause now I kind of did. Mm. I was like, well, who the fuck is that person? Like, I don't know you. It's, it's, it's fascinating now. <laughs> like, I, I can't read anything the same. <laughs> nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing comes in the same. It's like, well, give me the tangible things. Like, what is it? What is real here? I don't know. Like, I have no idea. How does this relate to my life? It probably doesn't. So I don't really care. <gasps> that's just a challenge, right? <laughs> it's like, that's, that's a challenging thing is like in our righteousness. We have to care about everything. We have to have an opinion on everything. Everything is up for debate and based on our perception, uh, which is, as we've talked about, our perception is based on our inner world, <laughs> our experience. So it, it's like, I see so many fights on, on the internet, like back and forth, mm -hmm. you know, shadow boxing <laughs> fights of these unconscious fights. And it, it's really like, if you took a step back and, and started to, you know, listen to each other. And you started to really listen to your own perspective, your own words, your own what came out of your mouth. You may actually be able to see the deeper motivation behind it. And it's like you don't necessarily want to. But uh, if you do want to and, and you are someone who, you know, typically does argue, uh, it, it will help. Like it will be helpful. To, to take that look into what you're saying. You know, there's, there's a deeper thing uh, beneath what you say. And you actually taught me that because like, if you didn't question me with every story I brought to you, I would not have been able to unravel my own story. And that's what you're doing. I Like when you're arguing with someone, you're just telling a story back and forth. And it's really in looking at it and being like, yeah, I can have this opinion. You're also teaching me this. I can have this opinion. I can have this view. But that doesn't mean I have to say it. Doesn't mean mm. it's, it's necessary to share. <laughs> it, it just exists. And I'm okay with that. I, I don't need to insert my way. And that's often what we do in our righteousness. We insert our way. And our way has to be the best way. Because if it isn't, it could hurt me on, on some level. And I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. And that goes back to that unconscious beliefs. So, yeah, I don't even know what we would do in a podcast from here. Where do we even go? Like, this is pretty much the the pinnacle of <laughs> you you and me discussions. I guess we could just go deeper into all these things. But I was I was trying to save this one because it is, it is pretty uh, different. It is. But there's always, oh, honestly, you know, there's there's always more to go into um it's in a way it's even important to have this conversation in the beginning you know I, it's like it's sort of the basis for everything else because if you're if you're afraid of finding badness as your ultimate truth, then that sort of informs all of these other faulty conclusions, you know, if why, you know, that's, and, and as you were saying about people arguing, you know, the, the, it's, it's a little insane sometimes, you know, I'm just, I, I get tired even just seeing them like, oh my God, people having these arguments and it's all about being right. And if they would just 
I, you know, to me, it's like, if you just step back and ask yourself, well, why do I have to be right? Why does it matter if I convince this other random stranger most of the time on the internet that I'm right? What do I get? What do I get? And if you examine it more deeply, you see what is it that you get? You get validation. What does validation give you? It means that you're good. It means that you, your rules are accepted by other people. What does that tell you? That tells you that your rules are right. That means that you can continue to go about following these mental set of rules and you will continue to be quote unquote safe. That's kind of what it all comes down to. If you, what would happen if you didn't try to get that other person random stranger on the internet or real person in your life? What would happen if you didn't try to convince them of your opinion and you let them continue to have what you perceive to be is a wrong and faulty opinion? What then? Does it really matter? Does it affect your life in any way? And if it, yeah, I mean, I suppose in some ways you can be like, well, my partner, blah, 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 you know, still in the end, what difference? Does it truly make in your experience? Can you just let it go and be like, okay, that's okay. Can like, why do you, why do you have to be right? Is the ultimate question. And once you start looking into that, you'll start seeing that, oh, there's these emotions attached to it. And, and then you can start to follow that thread and that's, that's, you know, the important question to start out with and to realize when you ask yourself this question that why does it matter if you're wrong? Why does it matter if they're wrong? Why does any of it matter at all? Are you, how is it going to really keep you safe? It's not, but like going into the emotions and the misconceptions and, and the stories of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> that that one can go deep uh yeah really deep <laughs> in in that pursuit to be right yeah I, I think we touched on a lot so I hope that all of you listening uh took took some things from from this conversation I hope it, it resonates with all those who listen and if it doesn't that's okay <laughs> thank you for joining me Natalie yes thank you for this awesome conversation Jackie If you enjoyed this podcast, head on over to the Embracing Contrast podcast community on Facebook, where we will share even more content, answer questions you may have, and get you up to date on all upcoming workshops and classes hosted by Natalie White and Jackie Sharp. See you there. Thank you for listening to the Embracing Contrast podcast. Until next time, goodbye.